you could get married and one of you be thinking, well, we're going to just, we're going to do it all the time, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the other person's thinking, well, maybe once a week is all right. And that's going to probably cause some issues. Hey guys, welcome back to Life As We Know It. I'm Brandon. And I'm Ashley. This is only our second episode, so we're still kind of new to this. We're trying to figure it out. Um, Today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about our premarital counseling. Um, This is actually, this is our second episode, but this is our second attempt at recording episode two. We tried to do it last night, but... Something happened to it. It disappeared. Yeah, so. I was working on editing it, and the program just crashed, and the file went away. I should have saved it, but <laughs> but that's okay. We're gonna we're gonna try it again. Attempt number two. But uh, talking about uh, premarital counseling, that really helped us out. Really right. came in handy. And we don't want to. We don't want the word counseling to scare you away. We literally just had a couple from the church that I grew up that um, they're probably like maybe 10 years older than us. They've been married about 10 or 11 years. And we just met with them, what did we do, like once a month, every Friday night? Yeah. And we just talked to them. They gave us some some of their life lessons that they've learned. Um, we did go through a book. It wasn't anything real hardcore. It was... Um, preparing for marriage um it was a little short six chapter little book um some some fridays we would meet we would talk about a chapter in it sometimes we would just we would just talk just we'd just hang out right um and i think that was a lot more comfortable for me too like it wasn't a strict like okay we we have to go through this workbook and we have to do this this and this like yeah, really relax. I think the the main thing is, you know, what whether you have a curriculum or whether you have, you know, just some chill time with a friend or you know friends or or whatever, you know, just to do it. I think it helps out a lot versus not doing it. Right. And they have, like, we didn't just, like, pick at random. Like, they have a really good, strong marriage. Like, I think that was, like, if you do that, I think you should find someone whose marriage you look up to and has a strong, committed marriage. Yeah. Um, one one thing that, that jumped out at us when we started talking about doing a podcast on premarital counseling was some of the things that we talked about in premarital counseling that that you wouldn't really either think to talk about or really want to talk about while dating. Um, And those things are, uh, a couple of those things are sex and money. Um, Those happen to be two of, you know, the leading causes of, of, fights you could get married and one of you be thinking well we're gonna just we're gonna do it all the time you know and and the other person's thinking well maybe once a week is all right and 
that's going to probably cause some issues, you know, and same thing with money. You could be thinking, you know, one of you thinks, oh, well, you know, it's okay to have a credit card and we're going to, you know, spend frivolously and go on shopping sprees once a month and things like that. And the other person wants to save all the money and wants to not have credit cards and, and religiously follows Dave Ramsey. Right. I remember that was one thing they talked to us about too. And a lot of people told us this too, like with every couple, like one of you is a spender and one of you is a saver. And I know we haven't been married very long, but I've noticed you're the you're the spender and I'm the saver, but I've noticed I see more of you that's saving and I see more of me that's spending but like smartly spending of course yeah i think it's a it's a good balance when you when you come together and you you know who is who and and you share you communicate your value based around money and and what your ideals are and what your your mindset is because that's another thing we talked about a lot that you can't read each other's minds you have to communicate you have to to share what you think about money and how you think it should should go um chances are your views are going to be different they're not Mm going to be the same right off the bat and that's okay but the important thing is to talk about it to communicate about it because you can get on the same page and that's going to save you from a lot of hardship and a lot of fights and a lot of misunderstandings and you know maybe even from some debt right yeah and that's too like like you said the two big things is sex and money and when when and if you do your counseling like you can't be afraid to talk to whoever it is you're meeting with like don't be shy or embarrassed to talk to them about either one of those things because I mean they've been through it and they have advice for you like they can tell you what what either worked or didn't work for them and you don't have to do exactly what they did, but... Um, it's advice you didn't have before. Right. And talking about sex can be awkward, whether you're right, talking with a stranger sure. or a friend. It's it's It can be awkward for sure. But it's important to, to be open both, both ways, like your premarital counselors being open with you as well as you being open with them and telling right. them, you know, what, what's going on and... and you know what your expectations are and they share what your expectations might should be um and and kind of help you to they they kind of guide you to that point right so meeting with our counselors really offered like a different perspective for marriage because like we said they've they've been married 10 or 11 years um another factor that they have they have three kids so that's something that like even if me and brandon like talked about you know how how is marriage like with with one kid like having them tell us like the stories like they would always be coming from like dance practice or i think they were doing like i think it was recital time so i think she had taken their little girl to like uh, recital pictures or whatever like she had just come from that um, and they just kind of gave us some insight on like what marriage is like with kids so that was 
that's a new perspective that we couldn't even try to talk about, just you and I. Yeah, and kind of prepares you a little bit for when it you you get to where you're going to have kids if you if that's the direction you want to go and that's another thing that you should talk before marriage with your spouse about is getting on the same page about having kids i've actually heard a lot of stories about couples who didn't talk about having kids before marriage you know four or five years into marriage and one of them is expecting kids and the other one never wanted kids to begin with and that's a reason why they're either fighting or separated or divorced or or getting divorced or whatever um so that's something that's very important to talk about as well but it does add a different perspective when you can talk to a couple who has kids and who lives that life and it kind of prepares you for that part of life as well in the midst of getting prepared for your life being married. Right. That's definitely, having kids is definitely a, a big life decision. Like that's, I feel like you shouldn't go into your marriage without knowing like what your spouse wants in that department. Yeah, all these things, money, sex, kids, um, who's going to do the laundry, who's going to do the dishes, who's, like, shared responsibilities and all that kind of stuff, that's things that should probably be talked about before you step into a commitment to someone. Just like you would interview for a job and discuss expectations and pay and other things like that. Yeah, another thing that we talked about was I know you you hear all the time the husbands are the leader and wives like submit but we talked a lot about like it's not the husband makes all the decisions and the wife just like follows whatever like in your marriage it's it's a hundred percent from him and a hundred percent from her um and that's something I feel like me and you kind of talked about that before like just when we were dating like in our relationship it's not 50 from you 50 from me it's a hundred from him a hundred from her like it can't work if if you're splitting it 50 50 and we we really talked a lot about it that with our our counseling yeah and that doesn't mean too that like if i'm the head of the household and i'm supposed to make all the decisions that Ashley's not allowed to make any decisions at all for herself or for us. Right. I feel like since we've been married, and even a little bit when we were dating too, every decision that we had to make, we considered each other, and we talked about it, and we had a discussion about it. Mm -hmm. And we tried to be considerate of each other anyways. And... Every decision, just because I have, you know, the decision-making in the relationship does not mean that Ashley can't make decisions. And that doesn't mean that I just go around making decisions on my own willy-nilly without discussing it with my wife. Right. And that also means, too, that, you know, I have to submit to Ashley in areas as well as far as that doesn't mean that Ashley has to do my bidding in submitting to me or she's my slave or she has to do what I what I say 
Right. I feel like people get a real ball and chain picture in their head when when they talk about, you know, wives submit to your husband. That's a really heavy subject. Right. <laughs> but it's not that way. I submit to my wife in, in ways, too, where I, I, in all of my decisions and, and everything that I do, I consider her. You know, there may be some days I want to go hang with the boys. Right. But I need to consider my wife and, and what she wants and what she wants to do. There may, may be some days, you know, I want a certain dish for dinner or, you know, I want to go out to eat at this certain place. But that doesn't mean that, you know, that's just my decision to make regardless of what Ashley thinks. It's, it's in, in that way I'm submitting to my wife to to consider her opinions and, and what she feels in that situation. Right. And going back to money, too, that's a really big thing. Like, always ask your spouse about, like, what, like, if you're off by yourself spending things. And it's not, oh, Brandon, am I allowed to spend this $5? It's more of a courtesy just so you know what's coming out, so I know what's going out. Hey, I'm going to spend $5 on this. Like, is that okay? Like, do we we have that? I'm just letting you know. Like, Yeah, and that's, that's submitting to each other in that way, too, of, you know, being considerate of each other and talking to each other about what you're spending. And that's not... That's not that we don't regulate each other's spending or say, well, you're not allowed to spend that or, you know, anything like that. There may be something that Ashley wants to buy that I don't think it's worth it. I don't think that we need it. Um, and there may, may be something that I want to buy that she doesn't think is worth it. But again, in submitting to each other, we are going to consider everyone's feelings in this and everyone's perspective in this so if Ashley thinks it's worth it well that's going to affect you know how I feel about that particular purchase and vice versa if, if I think it's worth it Ashley's definitely gonna see oh uh, well that's something that's gonna make Brandon happy but if it's something we don't have the money for we both want to be smart about it and I may think, oh, well, $100 isn't that much because this is something that I want, but maybe we don't need to spend $100 on that. And that's where we are able to work as a team right. based around our money. Yeah, You see all the time, like, the little funny doormats that are like, please hide packages from husband. And that's cute and that's funny. And I like those. No judgment if, if you have one of those doormats. But, like, in reality, like... It does your marriage no good to hide any kind of financial decision. Or really, any to kind hide of anything. Yes, you're, that's true. <laughs> yeah, because you, you really need to be transparent. If you're transparent with anyone, you need to be transparent with your spouse. Right. But uh, that's something I feel like I struggle with a lot of the times because I'm I'm really bad to shut down and not want to talk about things, but. You always, you're a fixer, so you always, like, let's talk about this. I feel like most guys are fixers. Like, yeah. if you present a problem, they want to, to right. do what they can to fix it. I personally don't like to let things sit. And that doesn't work for every relationship. 
but I I just have this this idea in my mind that if you know if we don't talk about this now it's going to fester and it's just going to to you're just going to simmer on it and when we come back to it later you're you're just going to be that much more upset about it and it's you've just had all that time to think about it so let's handle it now and it won't become a problem later right but there are things that if you're mad about something and you need to simmer down and come back to it or there there are things that you need time to think about yeah, and that doesn't like like I said that our our methods don't work for every relationship or every situation, but um, <laughs> kind of got off track a little bit about premarital counseling. But going back to some statistics that I read up on on Google in a 2018 study, there was two test groups and 30 percent more marriages succeeded in the test group where premarital counseling was done versus the test group that it wasn't done in. And 44% of all couples who were getting married agreed to premarital counseling. And recent census data reveals that around 39% of marriages are ending in divorce in the United States. And we're not saying, like, if you do premarital counseling like your marriage is saved like counseling is not the holy grail and it's like if you do that one step like your marriage is going to be a success like it's still a lot of work you have to put in your hundred percent hundred percent but it's it's like preparing like like any athlete that trains for anything any anybody that studies for a test it just prepares you for for the rest of your life with this person Right. So if you consider premarital counseling, I think we would both recommend that you do it. Um, you don't have to do anything like real professional and fancy. Like we said, we, we literally just found two kind of experience, marriage experience friends and just talk to them. Like We personally think it's important that they're Christians. Right. Because... Some counselors or other people out there would potentially steer you wrong yeah in in how marriage is supposed to work. Um, we believe that God designed marriage specifically in a certain image mm-hmm. and to work a certain way right. So it's raining now, so we're gonna wrap the podcast up there. <laughs> If you can even hear us at this point, it's pouring. Yeah, so, but, um, yeah, do what you do to podcasts. Leave a rating, a review, share with your friends. Leaving a review kind of helps people find us. Helps us be searchable on platforms. And right now we're rolling out a new episode every other Wednesday. So stay tuned for the next episode, and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. See y'all then. Bye, guys.